I'm Father Dennis Strack. And I'm Katie Prejean McGrady. And this is Ave Spotlight. That's fine. We can. I kind of like the, the, the cool start. Um, have you liked folklore? Okay, so here's let's do it. Let's just launch right in. And I know I I feel like already just reading what you posted already. You've listened to this a little longer than I have. Like you've spent more time with it. Couple times through, yeah. Okay. So so like, do you have a favorite song already? I do. Cardigan. I'm 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 a cardigan girl. But I also like wearing cardigans, so I kind of feel like she wrote that song for me. That's true. It's very personal. I yeah, I haven't listened enough to have a to have a favorite yet. But look, look, this is I and I've listened to a couple of podcasts. I listened to Pop Culture Happy Hour. I was thinking about you during that. There you go. And they have a twenty minute episode if you're interested. From um, it's like July 29th. They cover the album, but so I agree that like this was in the works, right? That that. that she's played around with this genre before, so it's not too much of a departure. I think they say too, like reputation was probably a bigger, mm-hmm. like blew everyone's mind, maybe upset some people, whatever. But so I, I think it's a perfect style for her. She sounds great. I think musically, it's just like not the most interesting thing. And I and and everyone's oh, we're gonna get so much email. It, Katie is the <laughs> one that will handle the email for this podcast, so please email her. But, but <laughs> I don't know. With, I'm a very loyal Taylor Swift fan, but, but I feel like, um, I mean, like it all came together at speak now, speak now is sort of like the pinnacle for me. Now go stand in the corner and think about what you did. Mm -hmm. And not that everything after has been bad. I don't mean it that way, but I think musically, um, but, but also like folk kind of like, it, it is about repetition and it is about kind of simple melodies. So I don't really know where I stand yet. I know I have to spend more time with the lyrics. I know that that that's really where, um, and I think it, people have said musically Taylor Swift, that's not like where she shines. It's in the lyrics and in the storytelling. And I think that's what I have to spend more time with, but uh, I, I'm open to, I'm, I'm open to it. I just think on the first couple listens, I'm like, I, there wasn't anything that really stood out. So for those wondering why a Catholic priest and a mom are talking about Taylor and like why that's relevant to the Catholic world um, on a Catholic podcast. That's kind of what Ave Spotlight is going to be. We're going to do some hot takes as well as talk to people about their opinions. Now, we don't have anybody coming on to talk about Taylor Swift. Maybe we can find that guest later down the line. Taylor Swift herself, that would be... Oh, that'd be a dream. I've got a weird connection. My sister-in-law used to work for Big Machine Records, which was her label, not her label anymore. Maybe. There's like three degrees of separation there. I heard one of the songs on on um, uh, on this album is actually related to the breakup with the album. The I believe it. Record I absolutely believe it. And that's I think that's why I love it. I mean, I've been a diehard Swifty since high school. Like Taylor and I are the same age. Like we have grown. I feel like I've grown up to with her. Uh, anyway, I feel like her career has greatly. Um, I guess the word is grown. Like mm-hmm. it's grown musically. I feel like she has she's played in a bunch of different playgrounds. Like she's played and she's dabbled and is maybe really, and I'm, I'm not the same kind of musician as you, but I play the violin, but like, I, I appreciated the fact that she didn't give us a banger on this one. 
Like there's no like pop hit that she felt like the need yeah. to slip in there just to make sure that this was popular. It was like, nope, this is the song. These are the songs. This is the album that I wrote in quarantine. And if you like it, you like it. Like, I'm not going to jam with this to Rose on the way to school. Like, this is going to be mommy's album when she's in the kitchen by herself. Yeah, and and maybe because it's more organic, like, it is more appealing. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you said, written during quarantine. So there wasn't, like, a plan necessarily. I mean, she was supposed to be touring or whatever. Right, and I I loved that point of Pop Culture Happy Hour saying, I mean, that's totally, like, Stephen, whatever that guy's name is. I listen to that every week. I should know his name. But he was like, this was a complete departure of what she's done before, which is you drop a single, you start to kind of tease out mm. all of these, the storyline. And I, I, the lesson I learned from it was during this weird COVID-19 time, like, creativity has looked different for every every person. Um, some people have been hardcore, like, all about the content creation. Some people have very much been my brain doesn't work and I don't know what I'm doing and I'm not quite sure how to move forward with all of this. And I feel like this album kind of spoke to both groups of people and everybody in between. Um, and I just, I really, I mean, I've enjoyed it. I can't listen to it with Rose. <laughs> There's far more cursing on it than ever before. All these sad songs, mom. Oh yes. And she did ask me why I was listening to sad music. And I'm like, it's not sad. It's just, it's different. Now Rose is also a Taylor Swift fan because um, the first single from Reputation dropped the day after she was born. So I was literally listening to Look What You Made Me Do while I was learning how to breastfeed <laughs> my, my newborn child. So Taylor Swift is very embedded in her little life as well. Um, but I, I liked someone, it. I felt somewhat justified. There was, a, there was a New York magazine ranking of every Taylor Swift song. So all, I guess, 161 songs or yeah. something. Uh, the first folklore song fell at 17. So I thought, wow. okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, I definitely don't think. Space is fifteenth, all too well, and number one was "You Belong with Me." Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, "You Belong with Me" is like the pivotal. It's still being sung. It's considered a classic now, but it's still being sung. Um, But I do think in the in the annals of Taylor Swift history, this will go down as like this was when Taylor was a mood. She had a mood. (laughs) She all she gave us the mood. and it was kind of like precisely the right thing. And so again, we're talking about Taylor Swift. Um, I'm Katie Prejean McGrady. I'm a host of another podcast that some of you might listen to, Ave Explores. But this is our new podcast with Ave Maria Press, Ave Spotlight. Uh, a little weekly chat about kind of current events, current moments um, with a guest between Father Dennis and I. And so I want to introduce my host, Father Dennis. Tell us who you are and, and where you are, what you're doing. Thanks. I, yeah, I'm a Holy Cross priest. Um, I was ordained in 2016 at the University of Notre Dame, where I work right now as a priest in residence in one of the men's dorms in Knott Hall. And um, my day job, I guess, is uh, as Associate Director of Vocations for Holy Cross in the United States. So mainly deal with high school students and um, promoting our college seminary at the University of Notre Dame, kind of known as the, uh, it's known as the old college program. And um so a lot of the, you know, during the year, a lot of travel and engaging in social media. I know the first time we met was, uh, um, I think, because of one of those trips in, uh, in Austin um, and uh, at DCYC, the Diocesan Youth Conference there. But prior to, prior to coming to Holy Cross, uh, grew up in Michigan, got a bachelor's degree in music, was really interested in music education, was thinking choral music, choral conducting, um, education at the secondary level or, or maybe uh, at the university level as well. Um, but uh, after college decided uh, to discern my vocation in a more intentional way and made my way to Moreau Seminary, again, here at Notre Dame, 
mm-hmm. and discerned with Holy Cross there from 2010 until um, I made my vows in 2015 and then was at a parish for a few years in Austin, Texas. And then, as I mentioned back here at, at Notre Dame now for, for the vocation work. So, um, but yeah, just really interested uh, in some of the same things that you are. I think just evangelization, I think media is just, um, and the ways we use it are, are, are fascinating, but I think um, trying to help people apply the faith in really concrete ways. I think asking difficult questions, um, not just uh, of current events, but of the teachings that we so often um, try to live out, but but maybe never understood, you know, the, the meaning or purpose behind it. Um, love liturgy and prayer, and again, diving deeper into those realms. So I'm really excited to, to co-host with you. And, um, yeah to start all of our hot takes. All our- <laughs> yeah, it's these are the things I'm not going to tweet um, or that I will tweet and then we'll talk about them. <laughs> Katie, so you're the host for Ave Explores, another podcast from Ave Maria Press. Mm-hmm. Maybe what are, what are going to be some of the main differences between these two podcasts? Because they are very different. Yeah, they. I mean, they live in the same kind of, if, if they're brother and sister, so to speak, right? Um, so Ave Explores is long form interviews. It's really, I, I find people that are relevant to kind of the topic that we've chosen to unpack and explore. Um, so our next series is on Catholic family life, for example. So we have an interview with um, Jackie and Bobby Angel, some good friends of mine. They've got four kids under the age of six. You know, they're kind of in the trenches of family life right now. And it's basically just a 45 minute conversation. This is not gonna be that. This is a 20 minute quick take Monday morning show where you and I talk about something that's kind of going on in the world, something maybe we've seen online, um, something that we're both interested in, and then also bringing on a guest uh, with a relevant topic. So some of our guests include um, somebody coming on to talk about like anxiety and mental health right now as people go back to school, Uh, somebody that's going to come on and talk about truth and how to like discern what truth actually is, especially in our current climate of the world. Um, and we'll get to talk to them, you know, 10, 15 minute interview, and then we'll tell you what we think and we'll sign off. I mean, a quick, like, think like the first half hour of the Today Show (laughs) where you get the highlights, you get a really good story, but then you can kind of move back on with your day. I think that's kind of the main difference. I've explored is an hour and a half. (laughs) This is not that by any means. Like you said, yeah, that, that, the, the, the brevity of it may be helpful. Um, just beginning a conversation and, Mm -hmm. One other thing too is as we think about you know Sunday Sunday being a time when we kind of consume the word um, at mass and, and really uh, hopefully have a have a rousing word shared by our preacher. Um, maybe trying to think of how we live that word during the week. Maybe some of these interviews are ways that we seek to bring the word into our daily lives mm-hmm. into these topics that may be controversial or maybe challenging. Um, but because they're so short, uh, we're left with an idea. Right. An invitation, a question um, that may be helpful in sort of un- unraveling the word or, or letting it sort of uh, um, play through the week in, in more concrete ways. I think so. I mean, I, I, for me, it's what do I want to talk about with Father Dennis today? Uh, and then who do I want to talk to with Father Dennis? Like that's that's kind of how I've been framing it in my head of like, here are things that I think somebody that is in the trenches of family life and you in the trenches of ministry with young adults, you know, we bring similar perspectives, but different perspectives, um, different states in life. You know, you're not battling with a three-year-old at bedtime, but, you know, I'm also not dealing with the 20-year-old who is having a crisis of faith because they don't know what they want to major in. So, you know, it's... it's, Or a 20-year-old who's acting like a three-year-old. That's something that's... that's I mean, that's actually, yeah, you're raising toddlers too. They're just, (laughs) you can send them back to their dorm room. (laughs) 
Speaking of, I mean, this is maybe a little bit of a shift, but it's a relevant moment. Uh, when does school start up there? When, when do students come back? School's going to start next week. So <clears throat> we have um, August 11th is like the first official start of, of the academic year, but um, students are already arriving. Um, I have a number of guys in the hall already, the hall staff, they've been going through their training. And now the welcome week kind of team is assembling. Uh, and they've been moving in the past couple of days. And so we've received our um, welcome packets. Each student get a, got a packet with like different masks and stuff. Oh, wow. We got, got thermometers, um, little window clings with the the campaign is here. So here, what do we do? Here we take our temperature. Here we stay on the right side of the wall. Here we, we have a touchdown Jesus that his arms are six feet apart. Here we stay six feet apart. Um, so we're ready. Um, and um, there's a really positive attitude amongst the students, I think. They want to be here. Uh, mm. They want to not be at home in the basement Zooming. And so I think there will be a good effort to try, to try to live by the protocol, live, live by or calls live by the rules here um, as, as much as possible. And we'll see how, see how the year goes, but there's mm -hmm. a, there's a good, good energy behind these efforts. I think they're excited to see, I think the hall staff and, and the, the administration here, even the rectors are, are excited to see how maybe a, a shift in how we do things. Some of the regular traditions um, might create some new opportunities for spiritual engagement, different conversations, um, fellowship between the dorms. So We'll see how it goes. I'm excited uh, just to see everybody again. It's been nice to catch up a little bit in these past couple of days, but yeah, like I'm happy to hear that positive take. Yeah, and, and approach the situation with hope. I think like the mm -hmm. part of we acknowledge here that part of the education of the kids is is the being together, and whether mm -hmm. that's in the context of the Eucharist or that's in the context of these welcome week activities, um, learning side by side with with their peers, but also men and women of different ages and certainly um, um, places around the world uh, experiences um, having the priests and residents in the, in, mm -hmm. in the halls um, the Holy Cross presence all those things really are, are kind of what's being um, con considered when we when we consider the education of, of someone at Notre Dame and, and really most institutions right it's right. not just the just the subject material but those that you're in class with, you have to, the yeah. to kind of interact with them in some way. So I think there's a, yeah, there, there is some, um, there, there is a definitely a positive approach and, and people are trying to see with eyes of hope. Yeah. I think during all this, um, what about with, with Rose, any updates with? Yeah. I mean, we, so for those listening, um, I have a three-year-old and a, a newborn on the way. Um, she's due at the end of September if she holds on that long. We think she's coming early. Um, and my husband's a high school biology teacher. So we made the decision, you know, and, and I think a lot of families can relate to this, um, kind of the belabored decision of it's Tommy has to go back to school. I mean, he has to work and they're going back in person with one virtual day a week. Um, and so if he's going to be exposed and he's going to be in an environment, then it's okay if Rose is as well. She goes to a very tiny Catholic school, pre-K three, like 12 classmates. Um, the pre-K three kids are contained in their own part of the building. Um, so they have to wear masks when they come in and out, but they won't have to wear masks in their classroom, which was kind of my big concern because she's three. So like, how do you, how do you convince a three-year-old to keep something on their face all day? And so they've, they've kind of taken all that into account. And there's very much too, I think, a positive hopefulness of at the end of the day, my three-year-old hasn't really interacted with anybody her own age since March. And like, I want her to have that, especially before she has a sibling in the house and everything's about to shift. Like we need to give her a little bit of playtime with some other people besides us and my parents and my sister. 
Um, and I think, I mean, the, so the last time we kind of chatted about that, I was super anxious about it and was worried and hadn't really seen a whole lot of like protocol plans yet because the school didn't have them. And, and again, Tommy is a teacher. So he is on the planning side with a high school and he's like, well, because plans are changing daily. We need everybody. And this was huge for me. We need everybody to just have a measure of grace and patience with each other that I kind of wonder if our world has been losing since we went into the lockdowns that exist around the world. Like we're not being patient with each other and recognizing like we are all on the same team and we do really all want the same things and how we approach that needs to be hopeful and generous. Um, and so that's kind of where I've been praying with it. Like, all right, my kids are going back to school. Hopefully the school, everybody's healthy and hopefully everything goes smoothly and hopefully she thrives there. But if like three weeks in, we have to shut down because there's an outbreak or because it's just not working or we don't feel safe, we're just going to approach it with the same, okay, we can do this kind of attitude as opposed to a woe is me tossing and turning at night, which is not going to be healthy for anybody. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, that, of course, changes every day because I'm 32 weeks pregnant. So, so attitudes and hormones <laughs> together. Um, but I just, and that's part of what we want to do with this podcast, I think, is, is bring a measure of hope to my Monday morning conversation, right? Like bring a, a measure of joy and let's have this, this chat about this moment, folklore all the way to anxiety, all the way to schools opening. Um, talk to somebody else who has perspective, especially if they're, I even hesitate to use the word expert, but somebody who knows that topic better than we do. Um, and then really give people something. One of the things we want to do is put these questions down in the show notes, like things to think about, things to talk about. If you're sharing this podcast, here's the conversation starter with your coworker, or with your friend, or with your kid in the car on the way to school. Um, There's so many so people who are the silent experts in some ways, like they have the experience or the, mm -hmm. they can speak from the authority of their life and their, their experiences, which may or may not be publicized in some ways. And, and hearing those kind of personal testimonies will, will be uh, really helpful for us, but, but also like people who, who have published their experiences yeah. and even uh, like Avi authors um, that have, have written about um, maybe some of these questions or issues that we're looking at, mm -hmm. um, but we can maybe spend some more time to be you know, looking at a specific moment or a specific issue, as you, as you mentioned with them, you had a, you had a really nice idea as a way of kind of just emphasizing or underscoring the virtue of hope with, within the, the, the time of our podcast and, and bringing hope into the week, you kind of mentioned maybe that we, each of us could mention like a hope for, for the week. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm see, yeah, I stole the idea totally from the podcast we mentioned at the start, pop culture, happy hour, uh, the OG podcast and NPR show. And so they always round out their show with like, what's making you happy this week. So they usually, and they do theirs on Friday. So it's kind of like, Oh, I watched this show. I read this book. I heard this song. So I want us to do a, what, what do we have hope for this week? Like, what are we hopeful about? What are we anticipating? What are we excited about? Cause I think the virtue of hope, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, the virtue of hope really keeps us anchored. Um, it attaches us to that, that concept and that idea of joy, but it, it also, it, it brings fruit to faith um, and it allows charity to take root. I just, I, I think hope doesn't get enough <laughs> airtime when we yeah. talk about faith, hope, and love. And, and and it's a different notion maybe than cultural, like hope. I think we, we use hope to, like, I hope I win the lottery or yeah. hope, um, like we, we were saying, our hope our internet connection works for this recording. Or So it's, it's less of like crossing your fingers. It's less of like a crapshoot, but in the context of faith it's it's sure it's uh, we, we have hope because there's something certain to depend on and to rely on and um and 
yeah, even in the congregation of Holy Cross, you'll often see the cross and anchors and, and the motto for Holy Cross is hail the cross, our only hope. And, and like you mentioned, I think it's in the, the book of Hebrews, it mentions hope as an anchor. And so no matter what the sea is doing or, or how we're getting rocked around or thrown around in, in, in the boat, um, we know that that when we have our, when we've engaged the anchor, we're not we're not moving anywhere. Right. Um, our place is solid, and and um, exactly the, the the cultural notion of hope is is still sort of like up in the air. Like we don't know, we, we don't know the ending, but um, yeah, the theological virtue says something different. That the mm-hmm. that, that that the um, the destination is clear and and the ending is known. Um, that said, maybe what what's your hope for the week? What's oh man. Your, so August 10th, my hope for the week, I guess, is that the school reopenings go smoothly in my husband's school specifically. He went back to work today um, in person. So they had a week of virtual training and now they're back in the classroom and it's only like 50 teachers on campus. But I just, I hope it goes smoothly for him and for the administration because, you know, it's stressful. Um, and I hope that Rose is okay with dad out of the house for the first time in 150 days. <laughs> like we have all been together for 150 days and now one of us is going to be gone. So that's my hope for the week that I hope for smoothness. Um, and I'm excited to kind of maybe get back to that rhythm and routine. Yeah. I don't want to copy you, but that's the same. I mean, now that the kids are here, um, as you, you mentioned earlier, there, there's been sort of a shift from a nervous energy, um, a lot of blanks, a lot of questions to a little more concreteness, more certainty around what the guidelines are, what, what the expectations are, and just to see how excited they are to finally be back here. Um, that, that brings me a lot of joy and, and a lot of hope as well, well that, that this goes well, that people can do what's being asked of them and stay as healthy as possible. Um, and then I think, like you said, as we, we begin to get back into a routine again, I think personally, I'm kind of excited to find what the opportunities are, uh, mm-hmm. spiritual opportunities to accompany them um, in, in the midst of everything that's different this year. Um, yeah. even, even the in-person classes are going to be very, very odd. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it like almost outside my window right now. There's um, some groups meeting. Again, I, I said earlier, the hall staff is meeting for their training, but they're all sitting six feet apart outside and lawn chairs or whatever. So it's just a different reality. So I think I'm excited to find and hopeful about the realities of of what accompaniment looks like, what it means to be a priest in this time for, for college students. Mm-hmm. Um, hopeful just that their excitement can be maybe a motivator to, to live well the, the guidelines and the, the health um, protocols that have been put in place for the year. We'll see. Yeah, fingers goes. crossed. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Ave Spotlight is part of the Ave Maria Press family of podcasts, including Ave Explores, a show that does long-form interviews with guests based off of the topic that we have chosen for the current Ave Explores series. Our next Ave Explores series begins on August the 19th, unpacking and exploring Catholic family life, what it means to be a family, why the family is so influential within the world, and what role the family plays within the church. You can subscribe over at AveMariaPress.com and get all of the content straight to your email inbox, articles, videos, Facebook Live notifications, social media content, and of course, the Ave Explorers podcasts. 
Ave Spotlight, this new podcast that you just listened to the first episode of, will drop every Monday morning. It'll be straight to your your podcast app, Google Play, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, um, at 6 o'clock on Monday mornings. And and similar to what you just heard with Father Dennis and I, we're going to unpack kind of the current cultural moment, talk to a guest. Some of our upcoming guests include Gary Zemak talking about anxiety and stress and how to thrive. Uh, Roy Pettifee talking about teens transitioning back into the class after six months off because of the pandemic. Chika Anyanwu talking about boundaries and social media and, and figuring out ways to find balance in using social media. We have a follow-up conversation to one of our longer podcasts on Avi Explorers about systemic racism and racial injustice in the world today. Just some excellent, quick, bite conversations that we think you'd really enjoy. So if you would go ahead and subscribe to Ave Explorers and give it a rating and a review and share it with your friends, we would be super grateful. It would help folks find the show. It would help boost its signal a little bit and allow us to continue to do this great work. Thanks for listening today, and we'll see you on Monday morning.